Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. All right, well, we're going to jump in. I want to talk about the overflow of generosity this morning. Come on, how many people know we have a generous father? And uh, we, we, have, we have a good father and a generous father, and we want to be more like our King Jesus. Can I get an amen to that? And uh, uh, I'm going to read, actually, the, the core value we have, you know, out of Bethel Reading, which we are sent, obviously, from Bethel Reading, and an extension of that house, and planted here, and there. They have uh, 13 defining core values uh, that kind of lead and guide um, and, and kind of define the, the movement out of Reading. And one of those core values is generous like our father. And I'm going to read that. And I'm, I'm going to be talking about <clears throat> uh, the overflow of generosity this morning. But I want to I let you know right up front, I am not primarily talking about uh, finances, and I believe in generosity of finances, and finances is part of the overflow of generosity, but, but finances is not the only currency of generosity. Can I get an amen to that? Listen, our ability to be generous with our time, with our effort, with our talents, right, with our abilities, that is also generosity in the kingdom. And so that's what I want to be talking about uh, this morning. Generous like our Father, the core value, it's kind of long, but it's good. And uh, it says this, and sorry, there's um, several scripture references, dozens of them, which I'm not going to read them out for time, but if you want to look it up, uh, you can look up generous like our Father, core value. But it says this, God is extravagantly generous, and our generosity is a response and a reflection of him. He is a good father who gives good gifts to his children. The thread of God's generosity weaves through his creation, covenants, Israel's economics, the gospel, and the kingdom as he consistently models that it is more blessed to give than to receive. God has blessed us in every way so that we can be generous in every way to advance the gospel. Joyfully giving our time, affection, talents, and money attracts God's attention draws heaven's blessing, produces transformation, and enables him to trust us with the true riches of the kingdom. <clears throat> Generosity confronts our poverty mentality, changing the way we interact with the world, no longer anxious because we mistakenly believe provision is scarce. We are confident that God multiplies resources and is eager to rescue and prosper people. <clears throat> We're almost done. Generosity releases joy, blessing, and favor into our lives as we give. It will be given to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Come on, we have a generous father. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> an amen to that. <clears throat> um, again, uh, uh, our, our generosity with our, our resources, with our income, finances, that is absolutely a part of generosity. Again, that is not the, the only or central theme of this message, but uh, you do know, most of you know, that we had a huge blessing uh, last fall. We got a, a half a million dollar gift breakthrough to, to pay off uh, the building loan, which was incredible. Thank you, Jesus. And there's so many steps of, of faith in that journey. And, and many of you have heard some of that journey, but we felt lived, led, Renee and I, to give to Israel. The week before the war broke out, we, um, <clears throat> well, actually it was a couple weeks that we felt led, but the action of, of uh, we had our, our five-year anniversary conference and we felt committed to, to tithe, whatever came in on that conference, to tithe Israel. And uh, even though we were financially very, very tight. We were eating, you know, uh, metaphorically top ramen as a church, you know, like every meal, like we were tight, tight. And, uh, but we're like, we're supposed to do this, give to Israel. And that was the week before uh, the, the conflict broke out. 
And so we did that, and then we took an offering, and we, we gave, and then um, God gave it straight back. The day that that, 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 that gift was sent to Israel, $10,000, that, that was the offering plus the tithe. Um, but $10,000 gift showed up in the offering the same day that the gift went out. Come on. We have a generous father. And then, <clears throat> and then uh, you know, someone gifted us. Um, it was really a widow's mite, but they gifted us uh, their silver bars and coins, like physically showed up to the office with a box of silver. It was incredible. Um, that, that's not the point, but you know, you know that story. Most of you know that story. But I was reminded by another local pastor in town in sharing the breakthrough. Um, I'm in a small group with other, other pastors, and we're just like thanking God for the breakthrough. And that pastor reminded me that the summer before, we had done a prophetic act, and we were in this you know, really, really tight financial place and believing God for breakthrough, knowing that he's generous, and I know through the word and through my history with God that generosity breaks poverty. And I said to God, I said, God, I know that generosity breaks poverty, and we've been what I believe is extremely generous as a church, sowing into other church plants in the city, giving to missions on just about every continent, taking the first fruits offering as a church, the first offerings that we ever received in this building, in our last building, our first offering in a church plant, and giving them away to other ministries in the city. Like, it's a, it is a... It is a foundational core value for us. It's not just a theory, it's something that we live. But we're in this spot, I'm like, God, I know generosity breaks poverty, but God, I, I can't even scrape beans together to be generous with. What, what should I do? And God said, money isn't the only currency of generosity. And then, and then this download came and and so, you know, he said, You're, you can be generous with your words. And, and so we took this on and we gave gift, prophetic gift baskets to 30 churches in the city. And we had our teams pray into and we wrote these long prophetic words and we tied them up with ribbons and a skull and a basket with gifts and like people donated stuff from, you know, they have, uh, people have business and stuff. We donated things to this basket and we gave these prophetic baskets to these churches. Now, I'd forgotten about that, but I was sharing with this pastor, like, oh, God came through this breakthrough. It's amazing, and he said, wow, it's so good to see God move in response to your obedience and that prophetic act that you did. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> right, I, I hadn't, you know, we were, so many other things going on, the Israel and the silver and all, like there was so much going on. I hadn't connected the dots to the summer before the prophetic act that we had taken in generosity that didn't have, that didn't have anything to do with money. Come on, thank you, Jesus. We are called to be a generous people. In fact, we are called to live in the overflow of generosity. You know, Psalms 46 tells us that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Come on, thank you, Jesus. There is a river flowing from the throne of God, and that we are supposed to be in that river and carriers of that river. John 7, 38, Jesus stands up on that last, that great day of the feast, and he cries out, all those who are thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Do you know that the fact that Jesus cried out, <clears throat> that that points to the significance of what he's declaring? You know, it would read different if Jesus gathered a couple, just those who were closest, and whispered to them, hey, you know, if you're thirsty, there's something you can drink. But that's not what it says, that he stood up and he cried out. To who? All those who are thirsty. Let them come to me and drink, and out of your belly, or out of your innermost being will flow, someone say flow, will flow rivers of living or life-giving water. They will flow. 
I love what Pastor Bill says. He says that the river, that, that the Holy Spirit is in you as a river, not a lake. <laughs> that if you have life-giving waters inside of you, when you hold it, that which is supposed to release life and increase and blessing, it goes stagnant and stale and no longer produces what God put in you to produce. That our ability to give away what we have invites the more. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just shared the story about God speaking to me and saying how um, that, that generosity breaks poverty, but money isn't the only form of generosity. Well, I felt like that this week that God spoke to me and said that generosity is the key to breaking anxiety and depression. Can I say that again? That God spoke and said generosity is the key to breaking anxiety and depression. Listen, our ability to give away what he's put in us it not only connects them to the river of life-giving water, it connects us to the river of life-giving water. Because I tell you that it's in the gushing out of your innermost being, not leak, not trickle, not ooze, will flow rivers of living water. It's often in the flow that we tap the life. Ezekiel 47, you know, the, most of you know the story of the river that flows from the throne, that wherever that river flows, every living thing shall live. Someone say flow. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Our core value that I just read ended with pressed down, shaken together, and running over. How many people have ever heard that promise before? That, that, that promise, pressed down, shaken together, and it's used in offering readings, it's used in generosity readings, often in around finance, and it applies there, but actually the context of that isn't about money. It's about generous living. It's about how you spend your life, not just your currency. But let's read, let's read some context there and we'll ask God to breathe on it. Does that sound okay to you? Luke chapter six. We're gonna be in Luke six and I believe it's gonna be up on the board, up on the screen and we'll start in verse 27. We're gonna, we're gonna read quite a few verses here. We're gonna read 27 all the way through 38 but it gives context. How many people love the word of God? Yes. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, speaking here, starting verse 27, but I say to you who, who here love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, curse you. Now remember, this is, this is not just about money. This is about how we live our life. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Ouch. <clears throat> and, if you, and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sin, sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful 
just as your father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And here it is, verse 30. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Come on, Jesus. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now the imagery there is, uh, in biblical times, you can picture uh, you know, shopping at the open air market, and you go to the vendor, and it was often practiced that you would take your cloak or your, the apron that you had, and you would be buying uh, beans or, or rice or whatever it is, and you would put it out, and they would pour the measure that you're paying for into your, into your cloak. You'd hold it out, they'd pour it in there, and, the first, and then they would press it down, which is a sign of favor. Because the vendor is saying to you, I'm not just giving you enough. I'm making sure that we fill in all the nooks and crannies. So they would press it down, that's a sign of favor. And then the next thing you do is you would shake it to make sure it all settles. And then an even greater sign, if you really have favor with the vendor, you shop there often, your friends, you have favor with them, then after that, if you really have favor, they pour in more to overflowing. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you paid for that much, here's a portion more than what you even paid for, and you walk away full, ah, oh, to overflowing. <laughs> Listen, in, in currency, in, in beans and whatever you're buying, but also in relational equity. <laughs> Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The measure that we use, the measure that we give, it will be given back to us in the same measure. Do you know what's amazing is that word measure there in the Greek is the word metron. Metron, which it means measure, but we often use that word in our language. Into what measure, what metron of authority do you have? How many people want to see the kingdom impact all the spheres of society? You know, maybe you're called to the education sphere, maybe you're called to business, or maybe you're called to entertainment, maybe you're called to church. Whatever it is, we often use the term of this is my metron. Okay, that didn't go over well. <laughs> Listen, like, like whatever area of, of out of faithfulness and responsibility to the Lord, he's given you influence and authority over a realm. That is your metron of authority. And he says, whatever metron you use, that is the metron that will be given back to you. It's not clicking, so let's go a little bit further. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, in, Luke, in Luke 19, in Luke 19, it's the story of the mina. And we're gonna, we're gonna start reading in uh, verse 15, but it says this, the, the parable starts in verse 12, a certain noble man went, into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Does that sound prophetic? <laughs> the kingdom. A nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. The image of Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. And he called 10 servants to him and he gave each servant a mina, a portion of money. And some of the servants had really bad attitude and didn't want him to rule over him anymore. And some of them use it faithfully. Let's jump in at verse 15 of Luke 19. And I think it's gonna be up there. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained in trading. Then came the first saying, Master, your mina has earned 10 minas. And he said to him, 
well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in very little, have authority, have authority over 10 cities. How many people that think that's an increase of Metron? And the second came saying, Master, something, Master, your mina has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Then another came saying, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. That's worth crying over. For I feared you because you are an Austere man, you collect what you did not deposit and reap where you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that, I, that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to him who has 10 minas. But they said to him, Master, he has 10 minas. And he responds, for I say to you that everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Interesting. So much, so many things in here. First, that Jesus gives us the ability to be faithful with little. How many people think heaven has a good exchange program? <laughs> like the exchange rate is extraordinary. That we can be faithful with little and he, in return he puts us over cities. Anybody want authority <laughs> over a city? <laughs> Does anybody want to see the church of Jesus Christ have authority over the city and the region of Austin, Texas, the capital of the state, being faithful, listen, being faithful and generous with little releases authority, increase Metron over cities. Now here's at the, at the very end, he says this, he says to the one who hid it, hid it in a handkerchief, he says, take it from him and give it to the one who has 10. Does anyone like, does something like, try to rise up a little bit like, oh, that doesn't feel just? <laughs> you give it to the one with 10, but listen, if you're looking at it through the eyes of money, right, you still can make an argument where that's just, but listen, it's really a parable about stewarding the kingdom. If you look at the minor as kingdom breakthrough, If you look at the minor as kingdom breakthrough, the one who stewarded the presence, the one who stewarded favor, the one who stewarded his promises, the one who took what he had and was generous and sowed it and sowed it and reaped a return of kingdom breakthrough, meaning there is more kingdom on the earth expressed through him than there was before. Jesus is like, yeah, give it to that one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now listen, verse 26, for I, this is important. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given, and I love this story in, uh, in Matthew 25. Very similar story. This is the story of the mind of us, the story of the talents. And it says, to him who is given, to him who has more will be given and he will have abundance. He will have abundance, but look at this. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But here's the thing, here's the catch, that the reality is, is that he doesn't not have. Because if he doesn't have, then how can what he has be taken away? The actual, the actual dynamic here isn't if, if we have or don't have, the dynamic is, do we realize what we have? <laughs> because he who realizes what he has can sow it and can reap a reward, can reap an increase. But if you don't, listen, if you look at what you have through the eyes of lack, you're like, oh, I don't have anything worthy, worthwhile. I, don't, I have nothing to sow. 
I'm just gonna wrap myself in a handkerchief and hide until Jesus comes back. Listen, no one has no talents. <laughs> but the question is, are you aware of what you have? Because in the becoming aware, now you can sow it with generosity and reap a reward and increase harvest. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that generosity, listen, the measure of the church is not what happens in the four walls. I will say it again, because there, there should have been a better response to that. The measure of the church is not what happens in the four walls. It's what happens outside the four walls. And yes, it starts in the four walls. Jesus, let your glory come. God, let us have five, 10, 15 hour meetings where we can't get out of your presence. Let fire fall and consume the altar. God, let us crawl out to the car, Father. Let us, let us start church on Sunday and not end till Tuesday or Wednesday or next month or next year. I don't care. We want your glory. But the glory that comes here, like a rushing river, is meant to get out there. It has to get out there. If it doesn't get out, it dies. It becomes stagnant. It becomes the salt sea. It becomes the dead sea instead of the river of life. Come on, Jesus. Oh, generosity, listen, when we start to step out with what we have, even if it's one mind, if it's the smallest talent, Listen, depending on your season, depending on your situation, maybe you have an abundance of finance to give in one season, and maybe you don't in another. But you have time, you have prayer, you have effort, you have love, you have encouraging words, you have hugs, you have the ability to serve, you have the ability to lift up. <clears throat> Listen, we have, we have talents to give. <clears throat> the Lord loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> the Lord loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> it's not just dollars. <laughs> oh, man, when I, when I come full, I've been with God and I got a river flowing and I'm looking for a target to release the river on. Yes, here in church, yes, in the lobby, yes, in kids' church, but also out there at the supermarket and the gas station. And listen, on South Congress Avenue, on South Lamar and North Lamar, listen, where the people who need Jesus are. When I'm looking for a target, that river starts to flow. And life and bounty is released in abundance for the receiver and the giver. How many people have ever given and felt better for it afterwards? Now listen, yes, yes, money, yes, sowing into the missionary, but just for today, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about how many people have taken a step of faith and you stopped the person at the gas station, supermarket, at the bank, whatever, and you gave them the encouraging word that you felt like God was stirring in you. You stepped over that chicken line. You're like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm supposed to do it. And you did it. And they're like, they're, they're like, wow, how did you know? This is amazing. Their life has changed, right? And they walk away feeling amazing, but you walk away feeling amazing. Generosity breaks anxiety and depression. <laughs> Listen, trauma makes us introspective. Listen, we've been through some things in this last couple years, right? No, this side is all good, nothing, okay? <laughs> Listen, we've been through some things <laughs> in the last few years. 
<laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna go here, but my wife and I were just at a pastor's retreat in Reading. It was amazing, all the different, there's six other Bethel churches apart from Reading. They just, just planted Bethel, New York, come on. Bless them, bless them. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Hey, we should take an offering for them soon. Like, let's just be radically generous people. But we're together with all those pastors and we're encouraging each other and it's amazing. We're having a great time and we're in Redding, California and back here in, in Cedar Creek, our pipes break in our attic and flood our house. <laughs> Ceiling falls in and uh, walls are crooked and door frames and floors bubbled. And <laughs> God's still good. And he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. And we love him, and we love him, and we love him, and it's gonna be better than we think, come on. Because God is in the equation. But, but listen, as we go through things, come on. As we go through things, listen, trauma, and that's a normal part of life. Hard things happen, and there is a season to mourn that is healthy and it's okay. <laughs> when you're going through trauma, there are moments where it's okay to not be given away to everyone else. Yeah. Moments, <laughs> right? Where you're like, you gotta take care of you and your family and like, those, those are moments that are good and healthy and okay, but we're not supposed to stay there forever. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And the way that you step out of that place is to start to give away again. Move into generosity with your time, your talents, your ability, your resources, your encouragement, your gifts. And you step out and you start giving, you start giving, and, and as you give away, listen, you can't give away when your head's down. Let me say that again. You can't give away when your head's down. <laughs> Doesn't Jesus tell us to look up? For the fields are ripe for harvest. But pray for the laborers, because the fields are ripe, but the laborers are few. <laughs> what is part of the reason that the laborers are few? Because they got their head down. That didn't go over well. Listen, they're few because they got their heads down. They're just looking at them, themselves, and their problems. Woe is me, I can't believe this happened, and this is wrong, and oh, and they're not giving away anything, so they're living in a stagnant pool instead of a life-giving river. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Thank you, Father. Generosity breaks anxiety and depression. There is a, there is there is a river, Psalms 40, there's a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. There is a river, I shared this a couple of months ago. There is a river. In Hebrew, listen, it, in our English translation, it says river and then it says streams. But it's not the, it's not the same word in Hebrew. The first word, where, it, where we read it, river, can be translated river or stream, that's the first word, but the second word is a different word, and in that context, specifically, it means irrigation canal. Huh. There is a river when intentionally tapped and directed. Makes glad the city of God. Come on, do we have any, do we have any glory farmers? <laughs> do we have any glory farmers that know how to tap the river, who do know how to get in the river, who know how to dig a well, who know how to dig a canal, who know how to direct that river that's flowing from the throne into them and through them into the world, into the darkest places, into the hurting places, into that person who just needs that encouragement that day, into that person who hasn't yet heard the name of Jesus, into that person. Listen, when you start stepping out, you would be amazed at how ready the world really is. 
Do you know how many times I've heard someone say to me, oh, after sharing Jesus with them with no, with no relationship, just on the street, excuse me, excuse me, this may sound unusual, but I just, I love God, and I just feel like he's highlighting you. Is there something that you need prayer for? Is there something I can do for you? And like, oh, this is so wild. I just woke up this morning going, God, if there was, if you're real, would you just prove it? But we got our heads down. Lift up your heads. It's time to be generous. Okay, I'm gonna end with this. There, in science, scientifically proven, yes, the word of God, science always evolves to finally prove the word of God. That in test results, highly generous people were 23% more likely to be satisfied with their lives overall but they were also happier with their relationships, their jobs, their possessions, and more. You leave the market, pressed down, shaking together, running over, full of resource, but also full of relational equity. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Listen, blood oxygen level dependent is one of the tests they do to measure the triggering of the joy receptor part of the of the brain listen again blood oxygen level dependent or or bold responses <laughs> <laughs> Your bold responses <laughs> determine how much joy you have in life. I thought it was a really good point. <laughs> and listen, the tests also find in order to reap the health benefits, repeated practice is needed so that giving becomes second nature. <laughs> More highly generous respondents reported being satisfied with life and being happy daily than low generous respondents. People who are more generous are more likely to believe that life is meaningful, be optimistic, and be proud of who they are. Generous respondents reported higher scores on closeness of their relationships, their number of friends, and the number of friends who would help them out through tough situations. Highly generous respondents were happier with every factor relating to their jobs and careers positive measures of mental and physical health were correlated to being generous. Come on, Jesus. Well, we have a generous father. And we get to be generous in response. Come on, he's calling us to lift up our heads. If you want to say yes to the Father who's calling us to lift up our heads so that the life that he's already releasing. <laughs> Listen, we don't have to, we don't have to dance around and, and jump and shout and try to convince God to do what he's already doing. The river is already flowing. <laughs> we are already recipients. The question isn't if we have or don't have. The question is, do we realize what we have? <laughs> Come on, if you want to respond to our generous Father. Can someone come up on the keys? But if you want to respond, I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Listen, I was, um, whew, so much good stuff <laughs> today, but I, but I felt a, a couple of things in particular. I felt um, that we're just gonna, we're gonna partner with our generous father right now. Is that okay? We're gonna give away. We're gonna let the river flow. And, uh, and I felt specifically, I felt um, in, the, in the hip, in the hip, there's a hip dynamic but it was just behind, back of the hip joint is really where the pain is, and like, I don't know if it's a pinched nerve, but like, 
in the, in the glute area there, like a real pinching, radiating dynamic. God wants to take care of that uh, this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, like a pinch grinding high up in the neck where it touches the skull. God wants to take care of that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. That um, uh, I actually saw, I saw like a, a melting. Ooh. I just felt oil when I said that. <laughs> but like an, in the ankle, like a, a, a reformation of the ankle. And like, listen, listen, it could be recent, but even like years and years ago, and it just, it didn't heal properly, but a reformation, like melting away and reforming. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Wow, does that, I got more, but does that make sense what I've called out so far? If that's you, just put your hand up. Several, several people. Um, sinuses, either deviated septums or inability to breathe properly or to smell properly. God wants to touch that uh, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Um, I didn't have this earlier, but when I said that, uh, also the ability to taste or the inability to taste properly, maybe it's, um, you know, uh, COVID kind of whatever, rubbish that needs to go away in Jesus' name. <clears throat> or it could be something else, but God wants to touch that right now as well. Um, it's like, like carpal tunnel type, but it's like on either side of the wrist, and it's like a vice, like a vice, but it's like press in on the, from the outside of either inside and outside of the wrist, like a, a sharp kind of squeezing in there. And God, who's that? God wants to, wants to take that away right now in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Migraines, yeah, recurring, but I think some people right now that you came in with it and you're not gonna leave with it. Come on, in Jesus' name. <laughs> also, uh, like, bo like bone spurs or pain underneath the, the, the heel or the bottom of the foot uh, or the arch area. Come on, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now listen, if, that, if that's you, I, I just in a second, I'm gonna have you put your hand up. <clears throat> and if you don't have your hand up, that you right now are the river carrier and releaser of generosity of the goodness of the Father. Listen, here's the good news. That our goal isn't to give away our goodness, our goal is to give away His. <laughs> you don't have to know how to heal anyone to release the healer. <laughs> you just get to release Him. <laughs> so in a second, I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you, um, just gather around someone who's got their hands up. And I'd hope to take more time for this, but, but we're, we're over time. But so I'm gonna have you gather around someone with their hand up, but in their group, right? You get to pray for that person with their hand up. But listen, if God gives you an encouraging word for someone else in the group, give it to them. Prophetically, if God gives you something, or listen, you just like the authority they prayed in, or listen, you like their shoes, I don't care. But step into generosity. Listen, if God's like, hey, give that person 20 bucks, and you feel like God's on it, then do that. Listen, maybe if you have time in your group, maybe if you have time, come on, it's already, oh, oh, that's a brace. That's a wrist brace on the stage. Doing push-ups, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Listen. <laughs> Scientifically, your bold response just went up. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. If you got time in your group, maybe someone's got a need that you take time and they share and you're just like, you know what, let's just all pray for that or let's just all give to that. I don't know, but let's step up. Let's lift up our heads and release heaven. All right, if you, were, if you any of those words of knowledge, let's put your hand up right now. If, that, if those were you, put your hand up, put it up high and everyone else who, if you love Jesus, if you love Jesus and you're surrendered and submitted to Jesus, I want you to go surround them. 
And listen, I encourage you to participate. I encourage you to participate in the release of the overflow of generosity right now. And listen, you're gonna, you're gonna pray, we're gonna take about three minutes. But listen, do not pray your best prayer. Wait, I forgot to give the ground rules that I always give. Hold on, pause. Real quick, pause. Rule number one, anyone know it? Rule number one is you're not allowed to pray hard. If you can do that, say, come on, Jesus. And rule number two is you have to have fun. Why, because it's the overflow of his ability, his grace, not our own. You're not allowed to pray hard and you have to have fun. Someone say fun. Now say it like you mean it, fun. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. All right, go. Hey, buddy. Hey, girl. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> you got matching socks with daddy. All right, go. Three minutes. Release the river of his generous love. Not your best prayer. Release his presence, his goodness, his generosity over that situation, that condition, and we just call smell to be returned in Jesus' name. We command taste to be returned in Jesus' name. Yeah, we command that pinched nerve, that hip condition to be restored in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the ankle being restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We thank you for the ankle being reformed in Jesus' name. Thank you for the pain behind the knee disappearing in Jesus' name. I thank you for migraines disappearing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I thank you for bone spurs disappearing. I thank you for rotator cuffs being restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Listen, 60 seconds left. Release heaven and then speak to the condition and command it to disappear in Jesus' name. seconds. <clears throat> 10 seconds. Go ahead and start to check it out. <clears throat> now listen, if you received prayer, I want you I want you to check your body. That means actually bend or twist or move or jump up and down or pick your neighbor up over your head, do something, and you are, you are looking for what God has done. Now listen, okay, shh, everyone look up here. Everyone look up here. Listen, you don't have to be done praying, but I do need you to pause praying. Look up here, shh. Look up here, look up here, look up here. <laughs> look up here. <clears throat> All right, if I got your attention, say, I love Jesus. All right, now if you received prayer, I want you to quickly, in just a second, you're gonna check your body, but you're looking for what God has done, not what he hasn't done yet, because even 2% is a testimony, and it means God's entered the equation and what he starts, he likes to finish. What we give thanks for in the kingdom increases. So don't hide the start of your breakthrough. Celebrate it so that it will increase. So check your body right now. Bend, twist, jump up and down, pick your neighbor up over your head, check your body. Do something, see if it's different. Okay, shh. Okay, everyone, looking up here, how many, shh. I love it, I love it, I love it when you can't get believers to stop praying. It's a good problem. But listen, how many people just received prayer and you would say that there's been some measure of breakthrough in your body? That you can tell, I don't just mean by faith, but you could tell something, that, put your hand all the way up, 
Not a, not a bent elbow, put it straight up and start to do this. The testimony of Jesus, come on, keep waving. Look around, look around, you can be excited about this. How many people would say it's 40% better or more? Best you can tell is 40% better or more. Look at that, come on, 60% better or more. 80% better or more. Come on, keep waving, thank you Jesus. Come on, 90% better or more. Come on, yeah, there's hands all over the place. Come on, thank you Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus praise right now. Okay, la last thing, last thing. Those people that you release the prayer of God, how many people, one, you feel like you just enjoyed partnering with heaven and you feel better now than you did before you released heaven? If that's you, just put your hand up. Come on. The joy in partnering with the overflow of our Father. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna release you and there's gonna be a prayer team up here, but if you got that encouraging word for someone in your group, just take a second and give it. If God's leading you to do something and generous, step out and do it. But come on, put your hands out in front of you, let's pray. Father, I thank you that the question isn't if we have or don't have, the question is do we realize what we have? So God, I thank you for the increase of your grace and your goodness and our ability to be generous with it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Come on, let's give Jesus, let's give Jesus some praise here tonight. Come on, let's give, this morning, let's give Jesus some praise. Come on. Go out and be generous in the name of the Lord. We love you. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.